Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Mishnah B'sachim, Perek Zion, Mishnah Alpha, Mishnah Beis. And today's Mishnah is being learned B'schos Esras Rachel, Shishi B'sachim, Refined Rezivik Hagon, Bikar of Mamesh. And the Mishnah tells us, Ketzatzalan is a Pesach. How does one roast the Kar of Pesach? We know it's supposed to be roasted over a fire. How is one supposed to do that? So Mavin Shput shall remind, he brings a spit, which is basically a long stick. Over here it has to be made out of remind, out of pomegranate wood. He places this spit inside the animal's mouth all the way to Beisnuk Vasai, which is its rear end. And he takes its legs and its insides and puts it inside the hollow of the animal. That's Rabbi Yisaglili's opinion. Now Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, That's like cooking the legs and the intestines. They're hung outside of it. Now we have to explain something very important. It's going to be a focus of a number of Mishnahis in this parak. The Pasuk tells us that we have to roast the carbon Pesach. Now, roasting means placing it over a fire. If it cooks in any other which way, such as cooking with liquids, so that's a problem. That's why the Mishnah tells us that we specifically have to use pomegranate wood. Pomegranate wood does not give off moisture. It's a very dry wood. If it gave off moisture, so then when the current Pesach was roasting, the moisture from the wood would get heated up, and that little bit of liquid, that little bit of moisture, would cook some of the carbon Pesach, and that's a problem, because it has to be roasted, it's not allowed to be cooked. And that's what Rabbi Kiva argues with Rabbi Yisaglili. Rabbi Kiva says, if you're going to take the intestines and the legs and put them inside the animal, and then put it over the fire, well, that means that the heat from the inside of the animal is going to be cooking the intestines and the legs, and they're not going to be roasted. So therefore, they have to be placed outside the animal in order to be roasted properly. Moving on to Mishnah Beis, we continue with this. We're now to roast the Karma Pesach with a metal spit or over a grill. The metal will get heated up, and that means that the inside of the Karma Pesach, which is touching the metal, is going to get cooked because of the hot metal, not because of the fire. So that's not proper roasting. And the same thing with the grill. The heat of the grill is going to end up cooking the Karma Pesach and not the heat of the fire. Now, Rabbi says, There's a story that Rabbi Gamliel told Tavi his slave. Tavi was a non-Jewish slave, but we find throughout Mishnah and Gemara that he was very smart. Go and roast the Karma Pesach for us on an Askola on this grill. Now, the reason why this was okay is because we're talking about a grill like what we have, and it really has very large gaps in between the metal pieces of the grate or of the grill, and therefore the fire is able to get through, and as long as the Karm Pesach is not actually touching the grill, so we're allowed to roast the Karm Pesach over it. Now, we continue talking about this Karm Pesach roasting, but let's take this a step further. After the spit of pomegranate wood was placed inside its mouth, now it's hanging from the spit, so it's actually placed inside this cone-shaped oven, there was a fire at the bottom, and then the fire roasted the Karm Pesach. So the Mishnah says, Let's say the Karm Pesach touched the cheres, the earthenware, of the oven itself. So Yikalif is Mekaymai, that place that touched the oven has to be peeled off. Why is that so? Because the place that touched the oven got cooked because the heat of the oven, not because the heat of the fire. Furthermore, let's say some of the juice or some of the gravy of the Karam Pesach splashed out or dripped onto the Kheras of the Tanur and then splashed back onto the Karam Pesach. That whole area has to be removed because that juice of the Karam Pesach got cooked because they heated the wall of the oven and now that that cooked juice went back onto the Karm Pesach, it got absorbed by that spot, and now we have to take out that whole spot of the Karm Pesach. Another scenario, not of Meirotvay ala Soiles, let's say there was flour on the bottom of the oven, and some of the juice of the Karm Pesach dripped onto the flour, so Yikmaitz es makaymai, a whole handful of flour has to be taken from that whole area, since the flour was in the oven, so the flour was hot, so that means that when the juice of the Karm Pesach dripped on the flour, so the juice was cooked because of the flour, not because of the heat of the fire, so it would be also to use even that bit of juice, so we have to scoop out the whole area of flour where that juice fell and we're not allowed to use it. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this with Mishnah Gimbal and Dalid. For now, 
everyone should have a wonderful day.